This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. All right. Well, yes. Uh, youth Worker Recharge time again. Hear me. Hi. Youth Worker Recharge. <laughs> Uh, it is the podcast for United Methodist Youth Ministry, and uh, yes. if you've been listening for any amount of time, uh, Jeremy and I have been plowing through the 10 crash courses on youth ministry that uh-huh. we published for Discipleship Ministries that are available for free. We, for free? We, Chris, Well, how, how could that be possible? Like well, all that, of these basic things you need to know about youth ministry from budgeting to counseling and not counseling and to, you know, I don't know, things like cyberbullying. How is that free? Well, let me tell you about the beauty of world service funds and apportionment dollars, Jeremy. It's a really beautiful yeah. part of the connectional system of the United Methodist yeah. Church. Like um, everybody, everybody puts in a little bit of money yeah, and so, you get stuff that like normally you'd have to pay for, but it's free because we're part of a system that is producing stuff uh, to help everybody, right? Yeah, exactly right. So when collections and donations uh, take place at local churches, a lot of that money stays at the local church itself. Some of it yep. goes to the district and annual conference that they're a part of. And then a tiny little sliver of it uh, goes to the connectional system, the general agencies of the United Methodist Church through a, a fund called the World Service Fund. And yeah, some of the great free stuff that you get as resources for doing ministry in the United Methodist Church comes from that World Service Fund. Um yep. So thank you everybody for being part of that system and for being part of the apportionments too. It it really gives the opportunity to create some very cool stuff. Um, this conversation is absolutely a good one for uh, youth workers around the world because we are finally diving into the crash course on discipleship in youth ministry. Um, discipleship. Here is the beef that I usually get from people when I talk about discipleship. Um Matthew 28, 19 says, go and make disciples, right? Like it is one of the last big things that Jesus says to go and do. Uh, Jesus doesn't necessarily exactly say how. (laughs) Jesus, however, does give you a why. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are to go and make disciples of the world so that the world is transformed, right? Right. Um, So that the world looks a little bit more like God wishes it would look. Um, And yet, Discipleship has so many flavors that if we gathered 10 different youth workers in a room and said, okay, define a disciple, we're going to get at least 10 different answers, right? Right. Okay. hundred percent. First question. In fact, I've been in long, long meetings, so long in churches where we were trying to figure out what is a disciple and how do we know if we're making them? Which are really good questions, and I have been in those same meetings that have taken forever. Um, So the way that we're going to dive into it is we're actually going to offer you, the youth worker, an ability to be on the forward-thinking edge of any of those meetings that you'll be a part of and give you eight ways to understand discipleship. And a great title for your listicle blog blog post. Oh, yeah. You're going to write right after this, eight ways to understand discipleship. Number four will blow your mind. (laughs) Clickbait is the best. Um, And as long as you mention that you professionally borrowed that information from the Youth Worker Recharge, it's totally okay with me. 100. Um, All right. So before we get into that list, last thing I want to say is that 
your church's answer to what a disciple looks like or how a disciple acts mm-hmm. will affect everything else that you do as a part of your youth ministry. And that's what right. we'll dive into in later episodes. So having an answer about how a disciple acts and why you do discipleship as a part of your church and part of your youth ministry is the engine that drives everything else, which is why we yes. want to give you these eight different ways to understand it from the top. Uh, Jeremy, you want to take number one? Absolutely. So number one is uh, Jesus's earliest followers accepted his invitation to follow me, like Matthew chapter four, John one. There's lots of places where Jesus says, follow me. And the idea here is that the invitation to discipleship means uh, setting aside one way of, uh, of living in order to follow the life and teachings of Jesus. So in order to follow the example of, of who Jesus was and what Jesus said for us to do and be. And so uh, to be a disciple means to say, okay, I have all of these ideas and desires and some of them are good and bad, whatever. I'm going to like, instead of focusing on my way of doing it, I'm going to focus on what Jesus said in, in his version of that. And that's what a disciple is, someone who follows Jesus. Boom. Number one. Okay. Here's number two. Um, Jesus gets called rabbi, which means teacher a ton of times, right? If we go through the gospels referred to as rabbi or teacher so many different times and the disciples learned by going where their teacher went. And so the second way of understanding discipleship is means you being willing to learn more and to be humble in the pursuit of a Christ-like life. Um, one of the old phrases is uh, getting covered in the dust of your rabbi. And honestly, mm-hmm. that was literal back in the day because you would follow the right. teacher where they would go teach in public places and you'd follow behind them and you would get covered in the dust that's kicked up by their sandals. And so um, following the teachings, following the leadership style of Jesus is the second way to understand discipleship. Number three, boom, number the three. The next can, one will blow your mind. If this wasn't number audio three. Only, we would have such amazing graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, number three, uh, Jesus sends his disciples out to engage in ministry, but he doesn't send them alone. This is a very Methodist way of thinking. John Wesley said in his uh, preface to a hymnal one time, he says, I know of no other um, religion, but social religion. I have no, of no other holiness, but social holiness. And by that, he meant uh, being with other people, right? That, that our faith is a faith that is lived out together. Yep. And so disciples enjoy uh, fellowship and um, and going out into the world, doing what God says with one another's support, that being together and supporting each other is a key piece of that. And also, it means getting out into the world and doing social good. So Jesus sending of the disciples is that. So it, it, so when we're sort of defining discipleship here, it, it's important to say, okay, so disciples gather together to grow in faith and holiness, but they also go out into the world and try to do good. And, and they don't try to do all that stuff alone. Yeah. What about number four, Chris? Uh, number four um, is one of my favorite ones, actually. And it's one that I keep coming hey. back to regularly. So if you haven't picked up on the pattern that discipleship is based off of the life of Jesus yet, uh, now you should. So Jesus <laughs> spends time, uh, Jesus spends lots of time, as a matter of fact, with people on the margins of the society of his time, 
Okay. Look for stories in Luke and Mark and Matthew about lepers and tax collectors and prostitutes and people that would have been outside of the religious sort of order of the day. Um, and to me, looking at those stories means that discipleship means getting outside of the walls of a church building and being able to lift up the vulnerable, the voiceless, and the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, discipleship is not about surrounding yourself with people that look like you, sound like you, think like you, have the same amount of money as you, and want the same things as you. Discipleship mm-hmm. is about diversity and being able to lift up and support those who have been marginalized by the culture that we're a part of, uh, because God is often on the side of the poor, of those that are on the margins. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a fifth uh, way of understanding that. Uh, this sort of comes from uh, the book of Philippians in many of many books in the, the New Testament. But uh, this, this book was written a good while after Jesus with death and resurrection. But it says in Philippians 2.5, it says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. So this understanding of discipleship really focuses on being familiar with Jesus's life and teachings and forming your mind, um, filling your mind and, and forming your thought processes uh, around those teachings and trying to sort of have, uh, well, I, I was at a church that was doing this when I was a, uh, uh, I was visiting a church that was doing this when I was a teenager and he, they called it having the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you do that with Bible study, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. um, and, and you also use those other really helpful tools related to Bible studies, like, uh, concordances and encyclopedias and, um, totally good to the use internet. Like, yeah. The internet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Jesus was huge, huge online. <laughs> um, but yeah, know like knowing what's in there, know the things that Jesus said and how Jesus thought and figure yeah. out that mind. All right. Um, oh my gosh, are we on six or seven already? I've lost count, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into one of the other epistles that's in the New Testament. Epistle means letter. Just dropping that for everybody. Oh, man, you know, Jeez. Lots of letters in the New Testament. Um, this one is going to be to the, the Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, 12 through 14 uses the metaphor of disciples, each living as a part of the body of Christ. Um, So discipleship means being a part of a community. And it also means that we're all gifted in some very, very different ways. Um, So part of that social piece and part of that expression of the church piece is, you know what, when you're a disciple, figure out the stuff that you are good at, that you're naturally gifted and talented for, uh, and put yourself in relationship with other people that help you do those things that you are already great at, gifted at, and skilled at, um, and appreciate the gifts that other people bring to the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. We're not all eyes. We're not all hands. We're not all feet. For sure. Because that would be gross, but not as gross as the way uh, a Sunday school teacher described this next model to me. This (laughs) idea is that disciples are are, are Christ's ambassadors to the world. The, The Sunday school teacher talked about Jesus not having a body. And she said, so, and she was Southern. So she said, so y'all are Jesus with skin on. Oh, Jesus with skin on, which thank you. (laughs) Really gross. Um, There's got to be a better way to say that. But the idea, though, is that we are the way that the world, the rest of the world learns about um, 
Christ's love and God's grace that happens through what we do and what we say. And so um, another uh, sort of cliched version of this is you are the only Bible many people will ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, that idea that it's it's us, right? It's it's our life, our actions, how we live and act in the world that people are are learning about who God is and uh, and what God uh has for them all right and finally the ocho the last (laughs) the ocho the ocho uh the last of our eight different ways of recognizing discipleship okay um discipleship recognize themselves as members of god's family okay uh this would be an old testament and a new testament idea so Mm -hmm. we could look in ephesians chapter one we could look at romans chapter eight we can look at galatians chapter four um, we get Genesis chapter twelve. Uh, sure, and and the the three I listed from the New Testament are because you know that's where Paul and the other disciples are reaching out to the Gentiles, right? That are right. not in theory part of the Jewish God's family that was understood. If you get into chosen people language and and that kind of thing, so mm-hmm. um, when you're a disciple, you recognize that you're part of God's adopted family, and so discipleship means um, recognizing spiritual growth in others and inviting those outside the church into God's family as well. Um, the first part of that is really tough for some people because how many of us actually take the time to recognize spiritual growth either in ourselves or in other people? Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's a big one that I think youth workers uh, can do incredibly well because the adolescents that they serve, the teens in their ministry are growing and changing so much mm-hmm. that taking time to celebrate with them um, and say, you know what? I I saw you acting out what we learned about three weeks ago when we were on this retreat. And I just want to say thank you for kind of growing and changing and being a little bit more like Jesus and recognizing that as part of discipleship. Yep. All eight, top to bottom. All eight ways of understanding discipleship. Yeah. Um, So we will pull those eight uh, kind of, observations about discipleship apart a little bit further in the next couple of weeks on the youth worker recharge. Um, And again, discipleship really is the engine that drives every other choice and decision that you make in your ministry and in the systems and in the processes for transformation that you put in place. So make time on your calendar to join us. Right. And if they are more of a reading type of person uh, than a listening type of person, there's a place that they can go to read more about this, right? It's very true. We'll make sure that the link is there. Uh, everything that we're talking about comes from the crash course on discipleship related to youth yeah. ministry, um, which is available at umcyoungpeople.org and the Discipleship Ministries store. So there it is. I can't wait to talk more discipleship with you again uh, yeah. next week, Jeremy. It'll be good. going to be great. Yep. All right. Thanks for hanging out. And to all you youth workers out there, uh, I hope this very quick episode helps you recharge and just be completely ready for the week that's ahead. You're in our prayers.